0: Hey there, Star Stuff. Welcome to the Creator Being Podcast with me, your host, Hardest Ash Arshambo, and we are here to experience and practice right here during this podcast greater levels of freedom of expression, freedom from perfection, and connectedness to the creative force of the universe. Woo wee! And we're here to have some fun doing it because we're here on this planet to reimagine a brave new world through the depths of our hearts and how in the heck. Do we do that? Well, we got to move through our humanness and connect to the unknown in any single moment where we can experience the magic of creating something from nothing. So, join me on an adventure to your own creator being self. I know that we've all been fed a lot of hype about self love. And today, I want to unpack that, and I'm going to express a version of self-love that ain't your mama's self-love, friends. So let's begin. When we're talking about self-love, there's a lot of atmosphere of this constant pursuit of the next thing that can make you a better version of yourself, which I'm saying self-improvement. There's nothing wrong in it inherently, but that's not Self-love. Self-love isn't the bubble baths or buying yourself flowers or making other people responsible for your feelings or saying whatever you want, however you want, whenever you want. (laughs) Nor is it this function of darkness that's taking you away from God's true word. I've heard all of these things being thrown at self-love. And here's where I think people really get lost in the weeds in the pursuit of self-love. We think that self-love is just this action that's going to make us better people. But what self-love really is, is the continual moment-to-moment process of facing all The parts and aspects inside of you that you do not want to face with the intention of acceptance, with the intention of love to help those parts inside of you transform from being fragments back to their whole selves or a more whole version of themselves. And that brings us back to this definition of love as well. People wanna talk about what love is and and the rights of love. And I'll tell you what, here's what I feel that love is. It's self-giving, purely that it's self-giving. And then if you want to make it even more higher vibrational, it's self-giving without the expectation of anything in return. And the question is, is can we do that for ourselves? Can we give ourselves the attention that is necessary to really face all the parts inside that we don't want to face? That's really the question. Because there is no actual pursuit of betterment. Because here's the cool thing, you guys you're never not on your journey. Even when it feels like you're stagnant or lost or uninspired or feeling really lower frequency feelings like anger and shame and judgment and guilt. This morning, I had to laugh at myself because what came into clear focus before I even sat down to do this podcast today was I found myself shaming myself in my mind for not being more embodied in the progress that I wanted to make. Even though I have come to really intellectually and emotionally really understand what it is that I'm going for, there's still parts of me that I could feel inside were resisting. And this is where the magic happens. This is where we get to step into our creator being and we get to say, wow, I have the power in every single moment to choose to observe myself, choose to try and reframe my thoughts, choose to try and feel into what's going on inside of me. And that is how we find greater integrity. And I feel like integrity and self-love are cousins that hold each other's hands throughout this journey. Here's the really cool thing about integrity. It's the one thing that makes you incredibly attractive, changes the world, and brings you peace of mind all at once. Seriously, that's what integrity is. It's, it's an internal consistency of thought, word, and action. And that's just a process that we choose to commit to on a day-to-day basis. When your thoughts, words, and actions are integrated, they're whole, they're unified, they're one with each other, we have a lot of momentum to create this atmosphere of self-love I also want to dive deep into maybe another perspective of looking at what self-love is. From a spiritual context, I have felt for a long time that self-love is loving yourself the way that the divine loves you. Now, I know that that is A really loaded, uh, varied statement, because I feel like on some levels there are as many religions or spiritual expressions on the world as there are people, because we all experience the divine differently. But fundamentally, the divine, my experience of the divine, and I would say a very collective experience of the divine, is that the divine is like our father our mother. We are the divine's creation. We are a child of God. And like an unconditionally loving parent, that parent will always welcome you no matter what mistakes that you make, no matter how lost you seem, or for all the parts inside of you that want to throw tantrums or resist or blame or feel like crap. (laughs) You can always go back to that loving parent and feel like you are worthy, that you are whole as you are, and that you're really not making any mistakes. You're just learning. You're just being guided through your own development. And this is how we should treat ourselves. You can call it reparenting. You can call it self-love. You can call it how um, loving yourself as God loves you. I don't really care how we frame it necessarily. The important thing is that we learn how to do it and do it, especially when we feel at our worst, because that's when it's the most important to step into that place of saying, wow, wow. I really don't feel great about myself right now. I really don't know what to do with my life. I really don't know what step to take. I don't feel supported. And that is the opportunity when we get to switch on the choice of being creator beings and say, wait a second, in every moment of my life, I have the power to love myself and if loving yourself means that you have to go and and be reminded by someone else that you're enough as you are, that you're lovable as you are, that even though you make mistakes, you can always find your way out of them. It can mean so many things, which is why, you know, taking a bubble bath, bubble bath or or buying yourself flowers isn't trivial. Because what do we do when we self-give? We're nurturing. We're nurturing ourselves, right? And for me, being a mom, it really helps frame it in this context of it's so easy to see that we want to nurture our children. We want to give them environments and experiences and presence that make them feel As if they could take on the world that make them feel that they are whole as an individual. That make them feel that they always have the support to be guided in their development. But our job really is to do that for ourselves. And a huge component of that, a fundamental component of that, is facing the parts inside that want to resist your own nurturing that want to resist really accepting yourself as you are in this moment. Because accepting yourself, whatever feelings you're feeling, whatever environment that you're in, whatever it is, allowing it to just be in this moment, not pushing past it, not fighting it, not numbing it. But really just allowing this moment to be this moment. That is presence. That is love. That is self-acceptance. And the paradoxical thing about that is that if you can achieve that state, that choice, it's going to move you into the next phase of development. It's going to move you out of this moment into the next moment, into the next moment where things can get a little better and then a little better and then a little better. Or what you're going to do, if it doesn't get better, what's going to happen is it's going to move you through what you need to do, but it's going to move you through what you need to feel inside with a sense of loving support, with a sense of you have this human frailty you're in this body and you can hold your own hand until you are met in the darkness by the force of creation. And if you can really keep that in mind, you know that you're never alone. You know that you are never alone in this universe because you have yourself. You have yourself. You have all the power but you have to choose to go and greet it with acceptance i'm sure many of you have heard these phrases but what you resist persists what you don't repair you repeat what you don't feel doesn't heal we are getting more educated as a society on these concepts and what that really means and the practice of it But here's the thing. I'm going to take it back even further. What if you really don't have integrity or coherence or harmony or unification of your thoughts, words, and actions? You're really not there yet. You feel like, I think these thoughts, but then I do these things and then I don't follow up in my word. And so you have a a misalignment, a a feeling of like, uh, basically, it's, it's it's a division of trust within yourself. Okay, you don't have that. Let's say that you're really lost and you're like, how the F do I even get to that point? Well, the fact that you're here listening to this means that there's something inside of you that desires it, right? And so this is where we have to keep coming back to our human self and inviting ourselves to really take a look at what it is that we are desiring Because if you have sincerity in your desire, I have the sincerity of like wanting to feel a certain way. I want to feel powerful. I want to feel free. I want to feel wise. I want to feel light, whatever it is for you. All you have to recognize is that it's not a future you. It's you right now because you want it. So the fact that you even want it, that there's a sincerity of desire within, it's going to start organically setting a domino effect in your life for you to start stepping into it, claiming it, saying, I am this now, or at the very least, I am somewhat this and I am leaning into being more of this right? Your natural curiosity will lead you to the next step. That's why beating ourselves up for not being where we think we should be is so, so ridiculous. You guys, you have, we have to laugh at this crap that we put ourselves through. This relentless pursuit of some ideal, of some perfection that is not even based in where we are right now. If you glue yourself to the now and accept where you're at now and know that the things that your heart is longing for, you have within you now, then things simply start to shift. And this is where we do experience that creator being phenomenon of something out of nothing. You will start attracting or aligning or experiencing or having a greater depth Of understanding through relationships, through experiences, through situations in your life that are going to open you to the aspects in yourself that you are longing to experience. We are here to experience our human selves fully, moment by moment by moment, step by step by step, as a journey, as a process. If you don't feel that you are in process and really always in process, then I feel like there's something that you're not really admitting to yourself. I'm going to be totally honest because if you don't feel like, oof, There's something inside me that wants to go deeper, wants to expand more, wants to experience this next thing, wants to break free of this comfort feeling because I know that there's something, something I need to investigate beyond just surviving, beyond just trying to get through to the next day. If you don't feel that, then maybe listening to this is me reminding you that you have that power to make that choice. That no matter where you think you are on the spectrum of your life or success or efficacy or productivity or where you want to get to, that you have the power to make sincere change you have the power of your sincere human longing desire in your heart and you wouldn't be here if you didn't want to listen to it more deeply you wouldn't you can say it's because oh well there are no accidents but i don't want to be that trivial i think we are guided to things where there's a There's a frequency that is attracting us to it. And that's not simply the law of attraction or quantum physics. That's just my own experience. It really is. Because that's part of the reaching into the void. The the longing to see what is that uniqueness inside of me that's longing to be expressed. I want to share a specific example with you right now. I am in a process of tremendous transformation in my life. And this is coming off the heels of probably 10 years of a, of a really long, long, arduous journey of really making myself small, of really losing myself, finding myself, losing myself, finding myself, Um, and when I say lost and found, it's the ebb and flow, it's the yin and yang, one informs the other. So losing myself isn't a bad thing and finding myself isn't a good thing. But what I've noticed is that, um, and particularly in my journey as a mom, okay, I am having to really, really investigate and this is what was connected to the feelings of progress that like, I'm not in this place of progress, enough progress. (laughs) It's so ridiculous that, um, I am going through generational shedding of, of, of ideals because we get to choose how we want to show up as a parent. We get to choose how we want to show up as uh is how we work in our life, and for mothering in my family in my lineage and in the collective consciousness of mothering, there's this really, really deep and I would say insidious concept limiting belief, survival belief, scarcity belief that we have to completely self-sacrifice for our children, right? That my needs don't matter anymore because we have kids. And yes, there is an aspect of that that is true. Our children need, need us to survive. I mean, like that's a biological fact and they need us to be our most giving and mature and loving selves in order to not just survive, but to thrive. That's true. Absolutely. But in order for my children to thrive, I have recognized that, you know, I'm not going to be the mom that my mom was. And honestly, my mom is wonderful. She is so regimented. She is so steadfast. She is someone who is completely satisfied by, by baking her bread and having her desk job and eating the same yogurt at the same time every single day. I mean, you can set her shits to clockwork. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, it's incredible. She's so dependable. She's so dependable. And that has been a tremendous boon in my existence and in my life. But I realize like, that kind of rigid attachment to routine like makes me feel like I'm dying inside. (laughs) Like I don't get a tremendous amount of enjoyment from cleaning my floors every week on Saturday at 10 o'clock. You know, I, I have recognized through this process of stepping into my own voice more and more and allowing myself to really go on this path of losing myself, finding myself, losing myself, finding myself, that I'm not going to be that kind of mother. I'm still going to take aspects of that and allow myself to provide that stability and that dependability for my children. But I've realized that my greatest life is being lived through me showing up how I can love myself So much that that love pours out more to my children. Because you know what? I'm I'm a better mom when I do little videos. I'm a better mom when I take 20 minutes to silly dance with them, without them, around them. I'm a better mom when I don't have to set a schedule every single day. And it's these small things, but they're not small because they're all cracks in the pavement to what your heart is really longing to experience. Right? Whether that's through your experience of motherhood or your job or your relationship, all of these things will reveal to you more and more over time what it is that is longing to be loved Back into existence more fully. The thing is that whether you specifically choose a path of awakening or greater self love, even that, identifying with that, is a trap. (laughs) It's a trap because we're always going to have pain, we're always going to have suffering on some level in our lives. But if we actively find our identity in in constantly needing to improve ourselves, well, then there is an aspect of that that doesn't truly feel that you are whole as you are right now, whole enough as you are right now to make the progress that you naturally are going to make. Gosh, I know for myself I was in a cycle for a very long time of thinking that suffering was what I needed and it was this form of self-sacrifice and it was this form of spiritual poverty that I took on and um it was it was something that I thought that made me made me compassionate and made me Um, wise and made me spiritually viable, which I'll tell you what, going through our suffering, going through our pain, pain, suffering, um, hard shit, whatever you want to call it, it softens us in the parts that, that need to be cracked open. So there's nothing inherently wrong with pain or suffering in the sense of we wouldn't be experiencing it unless our soul and our human self was longing to experience it. And anything can be made into a means of progress. If you have the intention, the sincerity of wanting to develop your integrity, right? Of wanting to develop your self-giving, of wanting to develop acceptance of where you're at at any given moment. And not accepting that is actually a form of self-punishment. <laughs> Strangely enough, you just create more suffering for yourself. Not accepting your own support, not accepting support from your environment or the people around you or, or the divine itself is a form of self-punishment, is a form of of self-condemnation is a form of self-restriction. Because if you think that you can do everything on your own, well, then you are creating more division and more separateness from your own self and from everyone and everything around you. Whew. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So... This is why if you truly want to experience greater depths of progress, greater depths of creation and expansiveness, and greater depths of awareness and spiritual connection, you have to be willing to accept where you're at and accept support. Lean into it. Because we do absolutely frigging nothing by ourselves in this world. Nothing. We are born into this world through someone else's body. Someone else's body births us into life. People teach us, hold us, and develop our brains with us and it it people say it takes a village well yes it really does we we as humans cannot survive without other humans and then as we go through this maturation process we you know slowly disconnect from our parents being the only main source of our regulation and our and our guidance and our development. And we slowly become that for ourselves. I feel like reparenting is a very natural process. As we grow older, we see ourselves and our parents as more human, the more that we get human experience. And the longer that we are away from our parents physically as well too, right? But the thing is, is that when we accept support from ourselves, we can fully see ourselves, hear ourselves, guide ourselves, love ourselves. And this black and white concept of there, are, if you are feeling this, well, then that's wrong, or that's negative, and you don't want to be like that. Major inhibitors of actually accepting ourselves and where we're at. Because your job isn't to, isn't to dismiss what's going on or what I think, what I would say to the kids that I would work with, um, we didn't necessarily use toxic positivity, but I would talk about how, when we have a bad feeling, a bad feeling, people call it a bad feeling. I use the terms peaceful and painful feelings, um, but when kids felt that they had a bad feeling, they felt that they had to, you know, make themselves feel better or distract themselves. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with trying to shake something off, but distracting yourself from a negative, quote unquote, negative feeling by placing a positive feeling on top of it is like putting a fake flower on a piece of crap. <laughs> it's like the piece of crap is still going to be there and it's still going to stink, and this fake flower just ain't going to cut it. It's, it's, it's not going to sustain you, right? So what we have to learn how to do is lovingly investigate that poop. <laughs> that poop take a little sweet shovel scoop up that poop tell that poop that you appreciate that poop for what it's done and how it's got there and that you see that poop and you hear that poop and you give that poop an opportunity to speak its mind and have its peace you ask that poop for forgiveness and then you let that poop go on its merry way because the energy of these things, the energy of these emotions, and the thoughts that we experience attached to them, energy is neither created nor destroyed, right? This is a fundamental principle. So our energy always will go somewhere, but we have to get out of our own way in order for it to move through us, in order for it to go to its next destination. It's just stopping by in you for a while you got to make friends with it and that was another way of of me expressing self-love when i was working with kids it was talking about feeling our feelings in our body and then kind of looking down in our belly like where we feel that gut feeling or where we feel that tightness in our chest where we feel our body is trying to communicate the feeling that's attached to all of these thoughts, right? And then to literally look down at that feeling and go, hi, friend, how are you doing feeling, you know, and making friends with our feelings. And this is, this is really like the introduction, the very simple way we can start to reframe for ourselves how we see our feelings. Because it's not just about vulnerability. It's it's about accepting that we can see what we see and that we can also not see a lot of things and that that's okay. Why are we beating ourselves up for not being further along on some journey that we think we're supposed to be further along because we don't have the skills to actually, that have been honed. We don't have the skills and the experiences that we have needed in order to get where we need to get. It's like a strand of pearls that you have to build bead by bead by bead by bead. And then you start recognizing, wow, I have a full pearl necklace here. And I've just had to string each bead as we go along. Or another way to look at it is like if your whole map of getting to this echelon or this this place of where you think you want to be in your self-development. It's like your whole journey is a map and you're just on this one spot on the map. There's nothing wrong with the beginning of the journey. There's nothing wrong with the end of the journey. It's all there and you're just on this little trip. You're on this spot on the map, and you're just going to keep going until you get to your next spot on your map, right? So being in process is literally the process of loving yourself into the next version of yourself. Now, when we come from a place of not accepting what it is that we're experiencing internally or externally What starts to happen, what happens in the body, it's a freeze response, a shrinking response in the body because we're not allowing the moment to move through us. We're not allowing it to breathe and we're not allowing it to have the next place where it can go. And we feel this in our bodies. I know I have felt it for a long time, particularly in my left hip. It's, if you really like deep dive into uh, somatic therapy and how our emotions manifest in our body and our cells and our organs, it's just unbelievably fascinating. There have been so many different modalities out there where people have mapped the human energy field and, and our body parts is tremendous. I, there, there's so many of them and I could sit here and have, you know, 10 other podcasts about them. But what I wanted to say specifically is when we, we don't allow ourselves to just see and experience what it is that we're experiencing now, because a lot of times we, we want to shy away from whatever feels painful. It's, it's a survival response. It's a freeze response. It's human to want to do that. But if we want to be here and experience the full enchilada of being human so that we can feel full, so that we can feel expressed, so that we can feel free, so that we can feel vibrant, so that we can feel alive, then you're going to have to make that choice of Knowing, wow, I'm in a freeze response right now. I'm not allowing this to move through me. I'm trying to avoid an aspect of what's happening or what's coming up. When we avoid that, it's far, far, far more painful and far more debilitating and far more life-sucking than actually making the choice to accept and to investigate because when we have something that's yearning to be expressed what it's like if you love someone or something and you have and you feel this love pouring out of you and and the other person doesn't feel the same way it feels shitty right it's because there's an aspect of us that is longing to give Longing to give, right? Love, self-giving. But what's painful is when it's not received. Because what happens is when you have something truly loving that is meant to be expressed and it stays within you and doesn't have anywhere to flow to, it just stagnates like water, like like a pond, like a dense, mucky pond where there's no flow. Original feeling gets lost, the essence of it starts to get buried within us. And this is really what it is that we're doing. We're reclaiming these parts that want to be expressed, this love that wants to be expressed. When we allow ourselves to accept ourselves as we are, when we allow ourselves to feel lower frequency feelings. When we allow ourselves to say, okay, this is true and this is also true and those two truths or two experiences or two feelings can coincide right next to each other and they don't cancel each other out. And I don't have to push my way through them and I don't have to deny them. I can just let them be so that they can start to move. I can feel them. I can invite them into my awareness. I can hold space for them like a loving parent can hold space for their children's feelings when they're having a tantrum. You can do this for yourself. This is the core of self-love. You can hold yourself. And when you do that, guess what? The universe comes to meet you. The divine comes to meet you. This is something I have experienced over and over and over and over again. And I'm going to share something really tender right now about that. I was a new mom for the first time. And I was going through tremendous pain in my relationship with dad. And I had never felt, I I mean, I I hit a rock bottom that I had never experienced before. I was in a place of pure desperation, pure desperation, feeling utterly powerless, feeling utterly rejected. And there is still a voice inside of me that's like, I am am not going to let this be what I fall into. I am not going to allow this to stagnate, to be that swamp inside and have that be what my insides turn into. No, 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 no. And as I lay there, I allowed myself to feel the full painful weight of it. I I screamed, I keened, I sat in my car, I cried. I went to a field in the middle of the night and I let out my agony. I did. And I called and I had enough sense to call on all the support of the divine. But even when I didn't directly call on the support of the divine, and when I say the support of the divine, I mean the creative force of the universe. I mean... The force that holds us all here. What I felt in my darkest hour after I had allowed myself to feel things fully, the the deepest pain I could allow myself to fully experience. I'm not kidding. I was laying in bed and I felt this, this presence all around me, this loving, warm, tender, nurturing. And I feel it. And it makes my heart just so deeply grateful when I think about it. Presence like, and I felt physically like someone was holding my hand as I laid in bed and it it helped me fall asleep that night. And then the next day I didn't feel as bad. I felt a little better. I did make the conscious choice to say, I am not going to let this feeling stagnate in me. I am going to face it. It is so painful and it is so inconvenient and it is so desperate and it feels so hopeless. But I'm still going to face it. I'm still going to feel it. I'm still going to allow all the shapes and shades and thoughts and dynamics of it be heard within myself. And because I did that, I moved through stuff that I know has destroyed people for their entire lives. I know I did. And I moved through it in a way that shocked the shit out of me, quite honestly. And I chose to get support. I sought out things specifically. And then also a lot of things just came to me, just came to me. And when you really make that choice, it is, it is that saying that God helps those who help themselves. That's what you're really talking about. To me, on a fundamental level, that is what it is that we're experiencing. when We allow ourselves to truly love ourselves and accept whatever is happening internally or externally and seeing it as clearly as we can without trying to put on blinders, without trying to make something better than what it is or make something worse than what it is. We're just looking at it. So I want to guide us into a practice right now that I think will maybe drive this, this action home into a very simple, perceptible practice. Okay, guys? I want you to choose an object right now in the space that you're in, okay? Take a second, look around your environment and choose something that you want to look at, okay? Okay. I want you to guide your eyes to just one spot on the thing that you are looking at. Choose one spot. And if you aren't looking at something right now, I will narrate what I'm doing. I'm looking at a plant in this studio space. And I am choosing one leaf. And I am choosing one two-inch spot on one leaf right now. Now, don't take your gaze away from the thing that you're looking at. Allow your eyes to soften and do a deep gaze at the thing that you're looking at. And invite mentally the thing that you're looking at to come into your awareness more deeply. Say, I invite you to come into my awareness more deeply right now. And now just simply notice the shape that you see, the details that you see, the color that you see. And see what you start to experience within yourself. And if you start having judgments about whatever it is that you're looking at, thoughts coming up, notice those. Because those are the things that we don't want to see typically. Those judgments, criticisms, critiques of the thing that we're looking at is the thing that is distracting us from really seeing, from really allowing from really accepting what it is that we're looking at and seeing it without judgment, without criticism, without distraction. The more that you can do that and really gaze at something with your full attention, with a softness, with accepting for what it is right now, In all its details. The more your consciousness will deepen. The more your awareness will deepen. The more your healing will deepen. The more your love and your appreciation will deepen. The more your connectivity and sense of aliveness will deepen. It will come to you. I'm looking at this plant and it's like, my consciousness is like merging with this plant, with this leaf that I'm looking at. And I'm feeling the plant. I'm feeling myself with the plant right now. I've killed a lot of plants, but luckily I've taken pretty good care of this one. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's making me feel that it's healthy. That's what it feels like right now. It's, it looks and feels happy. There's no thinking to this, you guys. There just is being with what is and allowing ourselves to see all the things that try and distract us from what it is that we're looking at. And then sometimes those distractions are actually the things that we also have to look at too. That's information for us to observe as well. I could sit here and look at this plant and have tons of thoughts of like, oh, wow, you know, I wish that plant were taller or wow, maybe I should put that plant somewhere else because, you know, I just don't know that it should go there or all these different things, right? Thoughts can come up. And that's important because how we relate to something that we're looking at is how we relate to ourselves. So whatever it is that you're looking at, and if you have thoughts coming up and how you're relating to this thing that you're looking at, maybe get curious about investigating how those thoughts impact how you relate to yourself, your own self acceptance, your own self gaze. And that is where we start to unlock true self love. That is where we feel Movement within us in all the stagnant, resistant, dark, concealed, inconvenient parts within ourself that are just waiting there, yearning to be brought to light, yearning to be seen, to be heard, to be accepted, to be made more whole, to go to their next destination, to flow where they need to flow and go where they need to go. If in fact, we are all connected, then not only when you allow yourself to see, to hear yourself, to accept yourself right now, feelings right now, to get curious about seeing them more deeply, You heal yourself, you liberate yourself, you experience greater depths of love, and you have greater capacity for giving that love. And if you don't make that choice, well, then what you do is you're, you're simply stealing from yourself. You're stealing the love from yourself and you're stealing the love that we could all be sharing and giving and receiving Stealing is, using that word is not meant to make you feel bad. It's to bring home the power of actually doing this and the impact that it makes in your life and every single life that you encounter. We can all grow through pain and we can all grow through pleasure as well. I'm going to be talking about this in another podcast but for right now, this week, I challenge you, I invite you, my dear star stuffs. how can you start seeing and hearing and accepting yourself where you're at in this now moment and the feelings that you have? Is it journaling? Is it recording your own voice and then playing it back to yourself so that you can fully hear yourself? Is it dancing around so that energy can start to free up and move in you? Is it learning a new technique of self healing? I have a tremendous free toolkit that is on my website. You can go and check it out. And I have decided I'm going to be on Substack as well, and I'm all, and I'm also going to have um, subscription based content. And it's in those places where I'm going to go into deeper guided instruction on many ways in which we can access this acceptance and helping ourselves move through these feelings and accept them as they are, and invite the curiosity within us, the longing within us to go deeper and higher. Because as above, so below. That's where you can find that content. So I invite you there. You can go to ashcreatorbeing.com. Check out the free toolkit. And you can also check out my subscription-based content on Substack. And that's ashcreatorbeing on Substack. Thank you so much for taking a gaze, a look, <laughs> and practicing with me. And know that you are the greatest friend, lover, and parent you will ever have. Now go love yourself. Till next time, friends. This is the Creator Being Podcast, and I'm Ash Shambo. See you later, star stuffs. Hey, Star Stuff, I just want to take a second to say thank you so much for being here. And if this podcast has inspired you, motivated you, uplifted you in any sort of way, let's spread the good go ahead share this podcast subscribe come check me out on my subscription channel such as substack where you can find deeper diving into these practices and into the philosophy of how we arrive at greater levels of freedom of expression and connectedness to the creative force of the universe Take a screenshot of what's going on right now. Go ahead and share it on your social media and tag me on Instagram at AshCreatorBeing. And I would love to connect with you there as well. Thanks so much for helping spread the good and growing our brave new world.